Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Well Travel. It's a very special episode today because we're going to have someone else host the show. I know it's quite shocking, isn't it? But um, this time we're going to have our good friend and colleague Penny Thomas, whom you've heard on the pod in the past, actually host the show, and she will be um, essentially a, a co-host going forward, as they say, um, and sometimes a solo host. But I'm going to shut up now and let Penny take over. Penny, welcome to the hot seat. Thanks, Will. I appreciate that. Um, welcome, everyone. I guess uh, for today, we've got quite a fun little show um, planned. Later on, we'll be speaking with Alex Casey, who's going to take us to Morton Island in Queensland. But first, just before that, we've got Olga Mola with us, and she's going to tell us all about a little place called Yakadanda. Indeed, Yakandanda. Uh, when I mentioned to my friends that I was going to Yakandanda, nobody had heard of it. In fact, I might as well have said I'm going to Timbuktu. Um, Yakandanda is, if you know where Albury Wodonga is, uh, then you've got your bearings and you're on the right track. It's about mm, uh, 35 kilometres south of Albury in New South Wales and about 29 kilometres south of Wodonga in Victoria. Mm -hmm. So Yakandanda is actually in Victoria. It's best known for the Yakandanda Folk Festival, which takes place every March over three days. And this year it was held from March 24 to 26. So I was there uh, just a few days after that on the launch of the, or rather the test drive of the new uh, Hyundai Ioniq 6 uh, electrified streamliner, as it's called. It's mm. their new EV uh, sedan, which is quite an amazing drive. But why Yakandanda was chosen um, sort of as, as the, the sort of the, the central point for this launch is because it's a small town. It's a historic gold mining town. Uh, that aims to be Australia's first entirely renewable town. Mm. Um, and behind this ambitious, ambitious, ambitious push mm -hmm. is the volunteer-run community group Totally Renewable Yakandanda, aptly called TRI, which was established in 2014. Now, over the past eight years, TRI has launched three microgrids to trade and share locally generated renewable energy. It's installed a virtual power plant, which is a network of public buildings with solar pan panels and batteries linked by an energy management system. And it's also built a community-owned battery, which it's called YAC one uh, with um, clean energy retailer Indigo Power, which is based in neighbouring Beechworth. So today, Yak, 14 years in, now has about 60% of homes with solar panels. Not everyone can afford them, mm -hmm. uh, but those who can have installed them. And it's net renewable energy consumption and while they what they use the term net is because they still are on the grid and you know all the power lines are there and they use all the grid infrastructure because uh, they can't go off the grid because at night um, until it's it's fully battery powered uh, they still need 
to rely on grid power. And apparently, uh, Yakandanda has um, quite a few old hot water systems that are programmed to kick in at 1am. So the Mm. energy consumption is quite big in the middle of Mm. the night. But anyway, their net um, renewable energy um, sort of uh, output is now 60%. So that's taking into account the amount that's exported to the grid during the day when there's excess solar power and the amount that's imported uh, when the sun goes down. So that's pretty good for 14 years in. And the plan is to be 100% net renewable by the end of 2024, Mm, um, which is quite soon, really. Um, And... They're very much on on the right track to get there um, mm. at the rate they're going at the moment. Um, it sounds like a, an interesting town. What's the actual sort of strip like in Yakandanda? Is it Yakandanda? Being- well, yeah. Look, it's just the high street. It's about the main strip. Probably is about two hundred and fifty meters. Um, so you can walk up and down. So it's about five hundred kilometers. You know, go down one way, then walk up the other way. Lots of lovely shops. Lots of um, little and a couple of antique shops. Hardware. Um, homeware, a lovely homewares shop that smells of lemon myrtle and you can smell it wafting mm. out into the street. Um, there's a, um, a custom hat co- a company. It's called Feather and Drum and um, it makes handmade uh, felt fur hats and they take several months. So mm. If you were to order one now, and I was very tempted to order a pink one, <laughs> but I didn't, um, I wouldn't get it till oh, September, October or thereabouts. Mm. Um, so there's Feather and Drum, there's other little stores, there's a couple of bakeries. Now, there's a bit of a tussle going on here for Yakandanda's best pie and sausage <laughs> roll and Yakandanda's best um, pink iced, and it has to be pink iced, vanilla slice, and I'm not getting into this. Um, so you really need to get um, one from each and decide for yourself, I think. Um, I didn't have an opportunity to, to try either. We had a rather big lunch at the Star Hotel, which is right near the park, and... Um, so I, I didn't go into the bakeries, but um, they do come with with very good recommendations from the locals. So if you're in Yakandanda, by all means, <laughs> drop into the bakeries and, um, yes, get some treats it, there. It, it sounds to me like it's, in, to all intents and purposes, it's otherwise your typical country town. It is a typical country town mm. um, doing sort of a atypical things, really, yeah. um, with this, uh, this push. And a lot of, uh, I heard that a lot of, young people are coming back into Yakandanda because of the what it's doing because of the lifestyle um, young people who grew up there might have gone to Melbourne and have now come back in fact the uh, the president of try the current president Claire Bishop I believe um, left Yakandanda for Melbourne and has come back now so um, a lot of newcomers coming in and um, I'm told you just sort of find your niche, you find your group, and the town is very welcoming. Mm. 
And I guess, why were you sort of travelling through or to Yakadanda on that trip? Uh, because um, the Ionic 6 being an electric vehicle and Yakadanda um, being a renewable town, it sort of was a good fit, really. Yep. So we flew into Albury um, out of Sydney. Uh, that's about one hour and 20 minutes. And there, you could drive, of course. Uh, it's quite a long drive from Sydney, about six hours. It's quicker from Melbourne, about three hours. But we flew into Albury. There's no airport at Wodonga. And um, and then did the short drive uh, to Yakandanda. Uh, we spent the night in Albury, um, and that was very nice. And then, um, yeah, did a, did some loops around Yakandanda. It's quite sort of nice country around there, rolling hills, winding roads, mm. which is what you want for a, a test run. And then um, had lunch there and uh, went back to Albury and um, connecting flight to Sydney and then a connecting flight back to Perth. Yeah. Wow. What so a quite a journey. <laughs> uh, did I just hear you, I overheard you talking with another one of our colleagues, Moens Johansson, yes. who by pure coincidence also happened to have visited the same town recently. He did and he happened to have, uh, he was on a motorcycle launch and mm. he had lunch at, it turns out, the same hotel, the Star <laughs> Hotel in uh, Yakandanda and so that's right near Memorial Park which has a lovely um, uh, memorial to the um, Anzacs and the uh, the locals who died during the First World War. And uh, I'm told they have a very nice Anzac Day uh, service mm. uh, with horses and uh, you can hear the clip-clop of horses uh, coming up the high street um, at dawn and that's quite quite sort of very moving mm. um, because that's all you can hear before you see them. Wow. Yeah. No, it sounds interesting. I'm, I'm keen to check out the bakeries in town. <laughs> Definitely. You'll have to let me know about the sausage roll and the, uh, the pink iced, the pink iced uh, vanilla slice. Make yes. no mistake very about this. It has to, it's very, very specific, yes. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's great. All right. Thanks for that, Olga. Um, and I guess we'll go off to Alex next. Yeah. Now, I, I spoke to Alex myself, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and um, she had just you know, recently returned from Moreton Island, just off the coast of southeast Queensland. Um, I probably sound a bit ignorant because I actually hadn't heard of Moreton Island before. Do you, do you guys know it no, at all? No. Or Olga? You do. Oh, there you go. You're more knowledgeable than, than we are. Um, completely new thing to me. But um, it, it sounds like it's a real sort of day trip paradise. It's, it's very much um, focusing on the natural beauty and everything. But um, as you'll hear, I was trying to sort of relate it to Rotnest, which is where we're based, at the mm. Podwell Travel in Perth, Western Australia. And she, you know, Alex came up with some interesting sort of comparisons. So, shall we listen to Alex mm. now? Okay, so as mentioned in the introduction, I'm back with Alexandra Casey uh, for the Podwell Travel. Alex, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Now, you're going to tell us a little bit about Moreton Island, which I understand is just off the Queensland coast. It, it's a new, it was a new one to me, but reading the feature you wrote on it um, a few weeks ago, it sounds absolutely incredible. Was it as good as it sounds? Absolutely, yeah. Moreton is like a name syn synonymous with sandy beaches, rocky headlands, sparkling waters, um, and only 75 minutes from the Brisbane CBD. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, um, it's... They call it Lightning's Playground um, and Place of Sand Hills because there are quite a few dunes. Um, 
which are central to a lot of the activities that you can do around there. Mm. So they've got desert safaris, tobogganing, um, quad bike tours, as well as heaps of things you can do in and around the water, like snorkeling, um, visiting the shipwrecks. I was going to ask you about that. That's yeah. They're quite iconic, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a cluster of 15 sunken ships known at the t- known as the Tangaluma Wrecks. Mm. Um, and these were actually sunk between 1963 and 1984. Um, you can swim in and around the shipwrecks and they're quite amazing with all of the sea life around. Mm. Um, you can hire the snorkel equipment and jump aboard a snorkel tour. Otherwise, you can bring your own and just sure. swim out from the beach. That sounds incredible. Yeah. So, it's, so it's obviously very safe and clearly designed for tourists. Yeah, it yes. absolutely is. Of yes. course, you've got to be aware of currents um, and weather conditions. Sure. So, yes, yeah, stay within what you are capa- mm. capable of. Mm. Um, but if you are a little bit more um, cautious and I guess you feel more comfortable with a group, I'd say definitely go on one of the tours Okay. Um, because you've got an instructor, you've got the life jackets. It's a, a more guided experience, so you'll learn a lot more mm, um, mm. about the destination while wow. on one of those two. And this was your first time mm. in Morton? Okay, so you must have been pretty blown away by all this stuff. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, and it was great. One of the first things I got to do on the island was a scenic helicopter flight. Mm. So that was a great way to get my bearings, um, see everything the island had to offer, um, the helicopter driver was great mm. um telling me about all the history um we actually saw hundreds of dugons wow, and thousands okay. of turtles from there <laughs> um and often you can see whales and dolphins yeah, as well yeah, so yeah definitely a good place to view the wildlife so it's, it's very much a place for nature i mean obviously the shipwrecks mm-hmm. aren't natural but yeah you know it, from what you're telling me it's something mm-hmm. where you'd go to really get um, immerse yourself in, in the natural beauty and the wildlife and so forth. 100%. Definitely yes. a place for nature lovers. Sure. Um, anyone who enjoys being in and around the ocean, uh, wildlife, um, dolphin feeding is one of their massive offerings. Mm. Um, so each evening when the sun goes down, there's the opportunity for island hoppers to hand feed bottlenose dolphins. Um, and they do that. They, that from the shoreline in a program guided by eco rangers mm. and staff. Wow. Um, and then the dolphins just come in on their own accord and only fed 10 to 20% of their daily intake, which actually encourages them to maintain their natural instincts. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. So, what about, um, you know, accommodation, what to mm-hmm. eat and drink? Um, how mm-hmm. did you go with that part of it, the experience? I actually didn't stay on the island. Like it was like a, this is like a day. Oh, hence your story. I remember. Yeah, it was about the so day it was tripper. just a day trip. Oh, okay. But there are places to stay. Right. But in terms of eating and drinking, mm. um, there's a little beach cafe, um, a takeaway spot serving okay. all things pizza, burgers, and salads. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a Vietnamese style restaurant. Um, that you can try as well. There's a share style menu at a Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. um, and then just a little casual bar um, then rooftop cocktails. No, it's like it's a very sort as of well. relaxed, yeah. Very yeah. relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, yeah, n- nothing posh, mm. I'd say. Because, mm. um, yeah, I suppose the main 
point of interest really is the nature. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what so, you're going so for. So it's probably not for for those of those of us who are listening from Perth, where we're where where we are broadcasting mm-hmm. from. It's not quite like Rottnest. Would that be fair to say? It's a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah. But I suppose you could. That could be still a point of comparison. Yes. I'd say, maybe bigger. The big brother of Rottnest. Sure, okay. Um, nice. I didn't see, I didn't really see many bike riders. Yeah. You possibly are able to hire bikes, mm. but I know, Rotto, you get around on your bikes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I suppose you mainly just base yourself around the beach. Mm. Um, and you can also take four wheel drives. Oh, wow. Over okay. there, which yeah, is really yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in essence, you're probably thinking this is actually the ideal day trip and it's not really somewhere you'd go to spend a long time. Yeah. Out. I'd yeah. say a day trip would suffice. Kind of covers it all. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you for introducing me anyway to Morton Island. I mean, I'm sounds like a lot of people actually do know about it, but <laughs> <laughs> not me. So I was really grateful to read your story, which again, you can read on the west.com.au um, forward slash travel anytime. And um, only remains for me to thank you again for being on the pod and look forward to talking to you again next time. Thank you. Well, there you go. I don't know if either of you guys would be tempted to go there, but uh, it sounded so, so... Close to Rottnest in many ways, in terms of the natural beauty, that it's probably not worth the trip to Brisbane just for that. Oh, well, if you're ever <laughs> passing by, I guess it might be. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, sound, it does sound like the ideal um, sort of day trip, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah so. beautiful. Mm. Oh, thanks, Will. Thanks, Alex. And um, I guess that, that wraps us up for today. So thanks, Olga, as well. And I guess we'll see you next week, everyone. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for being the, um, the the first time host. How did you feel? It was you did a great job. Oh, just a little co-hosting gig I got into this morning. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've I'm enjoyed gonna, it. It's I think I'm going to let you do it all the time now. It's just it seems too easy for you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Mm-hmm.